This, this is the Lit to Lit Up Podcast. Live. We're live on Facebook, back here, looking at the back of my head. I'll try and sit like this so people can see me. We got Judo Steve. What's up, what's up? My headphone, is this working? Yeah, I got you. I can hear you. Sorry, guys, we are, there we go, perfect. Sorry, guys, we are running late. Um... Professor Luis over here had to get some extra rolls in so he can get acclimatized to Oklahoma, the heat. So, how high was this? Um, it gets anywhere from 100 to 107. Yeah. Not used to that, huh? You got AC up there in New York. No, actually. You pull that gets, mic a little closer to you so we can hear you. Actually, it gets pretty hot, too. Yeah. Yeah, but not that hot. No, you'd be surprised. Last the last two weeks was really really hot. Yeah, yeah, really really hot. What's it get inside? You have AC at your place, or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> AC. What's we that don't like? know. Our, our our people don't know what AC is. So even we even when we had AC at our last location, we never turned it on because we were too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Who are you under? What do you do for a living? And all that good stuff. Go ahead, sir. And we go. <laughs> so, my name is Luis Martinez. Uh, I'm a black belt under Israel Gomez <coughs> for the last, I've been with Israel for the last 17, 18 years from American Killer Bees. Uh, it's one of the associations that we belong to. I'm a, I'm a law enforcement in New York City. Uh, right now, I'm working in the police academy. I'm one of the instructors there for DT, Defensive Tactics. And I've been doing jiu-jitsu for like <laughs> almost 20 years. What year did you start? What year did you start jiu-jitsu? May, let me see, I got married in 2000. I think around that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what year? Like around 2000. 2000? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so what are some things that, what is the reason why you started teaching jiu-jitsu? I didn't have no choice. <laughs> the Israel made you teach? Yeah, actually, yeah. Going on. First of all, I, I was, I, was uh, I belonged to another the association at that time where I was a blue belt. And then I split up from them and I was by myself for like about a year. And uh, I was training just in my backyard with my brother-in-law, Julio. And during that time, I ended up, um, a friend of mine told me that there was a black belt in, in Mississippi. His Biloxi. name is Biloxi, there you go. And his name is uh, Israel Gomez. So I ended up getting contact with him during that time. And he was like, listen, come over and, and we started talking. I ended up going over there, spent the last, for like, for around four or five days. At that time that he was working under, Alan Belcher, and the first, the first four day, the first time we met, it was like very, we didn't say too much. He couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Portuguese. <laughs> so we were like looking and he was like making signs, come, go, stop, move. Sign language? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu sign language? Exactly. <laughs> so then after that, I was leaving and he said, I'll see you next time. Okay, so I went back. Uh, I think I, I waited like four or five months. I went back again. This time we, we was talking a little bit more. And when I was going back, he told me, listen, why don't you open your own school? He said, listen, I'm a bluebell. He said, it's okay. No problem. Do it. So that's how it started. So that's how bluebell. And, and that first location was in New York? In or? New York, in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, that was the first uh Killer Bee Association School in the United States. And that was what year? That was uh, in 2000. So I know Israel for like 15 years. So maybe 2000 and something. Like 15 years ago, six, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, that's yeah. So roughly 15. Going on like what? 
14 years, huh? With yeah, something like since that. Since the yeah. first one opened. Yeah. And that's it. I, I, I just kept going. I never stopped. I never stopped. Uh, I started in a really, really small location. Um, I still got one of my old students that started with me when I was at Bluebell. That place was so small. It was the size of this room. No shit. I'm telling you, and my my student that's still he's one of my black belts. He called it the closet. That's how small <laughs> it used to be. That's funny. At that time, we have mats. We have those um, vinyl Velcro mats that you can pull Velcro in between. Oh yeah. yeah. Every time you used to run, they used to open. Like separated, huh? Yeah. yeah so. And your toes go in between. Them. Oh my god. Yeah. So we started there four five six students then i noticed that we were getting more students so i ended up so that was actually a, a boxing gym i was leasing upstairs and then as i got a little bigger i, got, I think i believe i had like maybe like 12 students i ended up going downstairs they ended up buying the the postal mats oh yeah so we were there and during that time uh i was getting more students that's when israel came to new york city for the first time to do a seminar. It was like maybe like 15 of us. Oh, wow. That was it. Yeah, he was he was happy because that was his first seminar for the first school in, in the United States. Yeah. And I think I got promoted as a Purple Bell. Then it was 2008 that I did my first IBGF as a Purple Bell. I didn't have no students, a higher belt. No. It was just me. Just you. Just me and teaching and try to learn as much as I can. And then I did my first uh, IBJF tournament, and uh, I did pretty well. I got first place. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, so I was uh, that motivated me more. Yeah, to absolutely. Keep teaching and and, and and make my student model. I actually, they they competed with me too as well. At the same at the same yeah. time, yeah. That's, Danny, that's Danny really cool. Danny Nunez says the door needs WD forty. <laughs> yeah, and it does. he says, "What's up?" It does definitely need WD forty. DJ sure. Nunez. J- Jits cop. So the uh, whose idea was it for the American Killer Bees name? Well, actually, believe it or not, Killer Bees came from Brazil, from Curitiba. Okay. It started there with um, Israel Gomez, Rodrigo Vidal, and Anderson Silva. And then uh, during that time, so Anderson Silva was from the, was there from the beginning. From the beginning, from yeah. day one. From day one, I don't know if you guys noticed that that he always wore the B. Whenever he used to fight yeah, in Pride, yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever he started fighting in Pride, he used to wear the B. Mm-hmm. And then Israel came to to the states, and then he started he he started with me the first school for the association. Uh, Anderson did or Israel? Israel did. Israel. Okay. Israel did. And so then, the one in New York was the first. The first one. The very first one. The very very first. And one. you were a blue belt running it. Running. That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> and ended up being uh, Israel's first uh, black belt in the states. Oh okay. That's awesome. Said, yeah. That is super cool, man. And I rem- I still remember the the time where we were downstairs in the in the boxing gym. Um I'm still friend with the owner. Well you used to be the owner. His name is Anthony, Italian guy. Um I went up to him and said, Listen, I was like, uh the rain thing has passed not too far from here, it's on the second floor. But I don't know if I should take it or not. And he came to me, he was like, Listen, go and be by yourself learn the business and do it. Cause if you stay with me, you're never going to know what's having a, your own place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I and, was and like, that's, that's rare that somebody says, go and do it by yourself. So, I mean, first of all, I was like, I didn't know if I should do it or not. And he was like, listen, if things doesn't work out, you can come back. Well, then, you know, I'm, I was very lucky to have a pretty good team. Things did work out into today and, and then I went back, but I still see him. I spoke to him like two weeks ago and he was, I still see it. Say, you know, he's like, I always call him coach. Coach, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have my own place. Because, mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah. he actually gave me that little push. Listen, go and, and start on your own. So you own the place now? Yeah. Yeah. But- so I've been actually open. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've been to six places. In New York? In New York. Six different locations. Six different locations. How long have you been at this current one? This one we we've been there since December. So after um, my fifth no my fourth location, Kobe King, 
and then we shut down everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we we know COVID firsthand. It, it, mm. it tore we, through us. We opened up, what, a week prior to COVID? Yeah, like what, Jan- late late January, February of 2020. That was when brutal. we opened our doors. That, that hurt our pockets. That hurt the academy. I mean, the community itself, yeah. the jiu-jitsu community all over the world. It was devastating. We tried to stay open until they uh, threatened, what, $2,000 a day? Mm-hmm. What was the fine? Yeah, the same thing. We we were cl- we were like close, but not close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, someone ratted us out apparently because yeah. we had we had sheets and everything hung up, and and we got a, a knock on the window. Yeah. So they, so, <laughs> so we ended up going to like some of the students' backyard. We went back backyard. Then we would some of the other students. We would train like that back and forth, back and forth, and then that location closed down completely. Then we ended up finding a basement, like a basement. We were training there for a little while, and it was funny. I mean, I can say it now, but uh, we would. I would tell the students, "Listen, go and do this knock." <laughs> so you guys, it was like a <laughs> like, speakeasy. Like secret knock. You guys had exactly. a secret knock going so on. So everybody would stop, and we were waiting for the last knock. Okay, he's one of the guys. Open the door. <laughs> that's hilarious that's a little yeah. speakeasy because because in new york i can imagine like we only had to suffer like six weeks out here but you guys in new york it was forever yeah it was it was really really bad but uh but it was good because i it got to show how much the the student loves jujitsu whether it was uh we were going through the pandemic and everything but that was one thing i, I used to tell the guys listen if you feel that you're getting sick or anything, just let us know and just don't come. Mm-hmm. Go and do the test, and, and if you are negative, come back. If not, come quarantine yourself. So just open it. We were very, very, very good because nobody got sick during the, the, the pandemic in, the, in, in my place. So everybody did what they have to do. So listen, your job is to, if you're working, work and stick around with the people that you are around. Don't do something different. But it was, it was, a, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. We, tough. we had very few uh, cases as well. Um, we didn't have a lot of like breakouts even after we, because like I said, it was only six weeks here. So we, um, here, um, we were fortunate. We, we never had a. Uh, Got all over his face. Um, He's fine. He'll, he'll survive. He's not going to die. <laughs> Stay out there. Do not come back in. I don't care if your tablet's not working. Being a, being a parent and running a podcast. It's real Dan- struggles. Danny Nunez says the best sound effects ever. <laughs> <laughs> we got DJ Cohesion mm. in the house. Um, no, yeah. So that, that was, we've been fortunate. We were fortunate opening back up. We never really had any. Uh, we had like one or two little scares, but no, never had any, never had any run through where we had to like shut down. But we did the right thing. Anytime we had a positive case, we would like cancel for the day, clean everything real good, and so. Um, there was something else I was going to ask you about. I forgot what it was. So what, what took you down the path of law enforcement? First of all, where do you live in New York city? What do you like? What's the community like out there compared to what you have seen out here? So far. <laughs> actually this is very quiet. You know, again, it's too far. It's, it reminds me a lot of like, like, uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Like you have to literally drive to get from one place to another place. Um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, in Bushwick. I was um, I, it's been there for almost 30, 36, 36 years. Okay. Since I came from Ecuador when I was fourteen. You came over on the boat, or like how'd you swim? I swam. <laughs> you swam. Okay. Swam. I'm gonna make a couple of stops. <laughs> hydrate, <laughs> and then keep coming. <laughs> Steve's a trip. I would have never freaking made it. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, um, what was the reason that you got into jujitsu? Believe it or not, the reason was a person named Camilo. He was in my place like a two weeks ago. I think it is. I don't know if I post. I think I posted there with the guy that came. He was the reason oh, why. From Florida, from Florida. From Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the reason why I joined and started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, we were working as a lifeguard together, and then uh, he ended up. Uh, he called me. No, he first called me and said, "Luis, uh, let's uh, let's do Taekwondo." Oh, that's cute. 
So I ended up going with him for like <laughs> maybe true. one class, and then I went back and said, "Listen, this is not for me. No, let's keep going." <laughs> so he's he, so you he's, knew then that nah, it's yeah. not for me. <laughs> so he stood there for like at least six months. Then he called me back. He said, "Louis, I found something crazy." He said, What's his name? He said, "They call it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, <laughs> UFC, UFC." <laughs> What the hell is so that? I say, okay, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, let me go, let me try. So I ended up going. Uh, first day I got there, I got tapped out like twenty times by a twelve-year-old kid from Brazil. <laughs> How old were you? I was in my twenties. Damn, bro, you couldn't you couldn't go back home after that. I couldn't. I didn't even go back to the gym. <laughs> that Listen, was it. I didn't, huh? I didn't go back. One... For, no, I didn't go back for like two, three months. He keep That's calling hilarious. me, calling me, he said, "Please come back. This is just like that. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get tapped." Off a couple of times, but my son get found a little toy and he wanted to make sure that you were good, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I ended up going back after like three months and I haven't stopped ever since. Never since, that's awesome. And, um, and it's uh, it's um, it's like uh, I told my student a couple of weeks ago when two weeks ago when Camilo was there that he's the reason why, believe it or not, I met I got all my students, and he's the reason why I'm here right now talking to you guys because if it wasn't for him showing me martial arts and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu I wouldn't be here so I'm very grateful to this day that what he did he literally changed my life because I, I, I always said to everybody especially my family that Jiu-Jitsu gave me everything it gave me a job he gave me the position where I am now he, he have opened so many doors in so many places that I travel yeah and and he make my really small because we are a small family now in my house we we're not a big big family but because of jujitsu my family has grown so much yeah no i get that that's so i'm literally i'm, I'm very grateful last when he was here i was like listen if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be here so and is he still doing jujitsu yeah yeah he's a black he, belt he's a black belt he's a third degree he just got his third degree i think when was I think it was last year too. That's last, awesome. Last year, last year, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he's about to open his own school in, in Florida now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's that a retired awesome. NYPD detective. Oh, okay. So, so he moved to Florida like a couple of years ago, and now yeah, he, he was smart. He got out of New York yeah. real quick. <laughs> we just got to get Luis to get out of there. Oklahoma's open, open for business. I already told him the prices of houses, and he was like, "Say what?" <laughs> <laughs> the um. I think Steve asked you a few minutes ago that how did you how did you end up in law enforcement? I just applied, got hired, and ended yeah. Up so going. it wasn't yeah. like a dream or anything. No, it was just no, kind of no. just like a job that no, you saw and no, no, just went through it and and that's it. And what and believe it or not, because of jujitsu, I'm I'm in the place where I am right now. Yeah. Teaching uh, defensive tactics doing at the that, academy. At the academy, doing the teaching cops. Yeah, so, the um. That's awesome. How long you been a police officer? It's gonna be. I would say maybe sixteen, eighteen years. So you've seen like the changes that have been going on. Mm -hmm. He said Luis was our lifeguard. Who's yeah, what? Who's, who's, who's that? Who's that? Danny. Yeah, I was. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> was a lifeguard. Yeah, I was for like ten years. I used to work in Rockaway. <laughs> no way. Oh, Rockaway yeah. Beach. Yeah. Oof, that's tough. That's awesome. Um, better than Orchard Beach. Oh yeah, man, much. that's a lake. Pay attention to Facebook. What people are saying on there. That's pretty um, crazy. So, what I was, um, where I was going with that is, um, and feel free not to answer if you don't want to, but um, the. Um, like the changes that have, you know, obviously with the, you know, kind of what we got going on in the country right now and um, being someone of a minority, you know, descent, what is your, your thoughts kind of on like the what's going on there with that, like everything in the country towards the police and everything? More so like why, like why, why do you, why do you think it is happening now? Is it? I really don't, I don't know, but I'll be honest with you, and I'll tell you one thing. I remember when I was uh, uh, when I was in high school, and I used to see the cops. If I, wo I was walking some, like, different, I would try to straighten up myself and walk the right way because I, was, I had so much respect for law enforcement. Right, yeah. And I think over the years, 
for whatever reason, that respect that we used to have for law enforcement has been dying little by little, little by little. And it's a, once you don't have respect for the law, you're going to, you're going to break the law. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem, you know, and, and I feel bad because, uh, like any other department, you know, you, you got really good cops and you got really bad cops. But that, that's not just in, that's any profession any, in the world. Exactly. Like, that's not just police. I mean, no. any profession has, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's bad jujitsu people. There's bad, I'm a merchant mariner. There's bad merchant mariner. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's bad humans, right? Like, and they end up in every field, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. And, uh, and I, and I feel that it's, it's a, that it's going to change, but it's going to take a lot. Yeah. To, to gain that that trust, to get that respect again that we used to have from the community, but uh, it's uh, it's up to the law enforcement department too. You know, I, I feel like there's cops that, that really make the difference. Yeah, you know, and there's other cops that they just do. It. If you do it for the money, I, I think that right now at this point, you being in law enforcement is because you love what you're doing. Yeah, not no. because of the money. No, that that definitely true. My dad was a uh... Dalia, Dalia. Yeah, that's my, that's my daughter. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Dalia. My dad was a uh, police officer for 13 years down in Florida. Um, he's also in the Coast Guard for 36 years, but he was a police officer for 13. So I grew, like you said, I grew up respecting them and, you know, totally different atmosphere than, you know, than what you see today. Um, you know, growing up, I don't, you never saw what you see today where people, you know, challenging and all that kind of stuff. Is it true that you wore a red Speedo? Orange. It was orange. Oh Is that what Danny God. just said? Yeah. Do we have any pictures, Danny? Yo, if we got pictures, we need them right now, Danny. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, you know the deal. Can we, can we, um, if we keep acting crazy, we're going to have to block him from the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting calls for bands already. We're only 20 minutes in. We're getting a call for a band. Hold on. I'm, let me, let me, I'm going to request. Uh, Danny. You guys on, the guys that are on Facebook, if you guys have any questions, shoot them up on the chat there. Uh, we are monitoring that. We're getting a bunch of feedback on Instagram, but actually, Dan is gonna be in New York on on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna see him on Monday. Oh, oh we got Dan. Shoot, Poppy. You gotta turn that up so we can all hear it. Oh my bad. It's gonna be kind of echoey, but. <laughs> what is up, guys? What are you doing? What do you think he's doing? Playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Playing I'm sure. Call of Duty. <laughs> You got a you got a DJ tonight. That's a hard life. So those that don't know, uh, DJ Danny Nunez was supposed to be in the house with us. Yeah, he's supposed to but, be on this podcast. But he pulled the chupapi move, and uh, he gotta make the he gotta make the moolala. I'm broke, bro. Like, Cancun me. Yeah, of course, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, going to Cancun, it's gonna. But yeah, we just wanted to bring you on, say what's up. We love you. We miss you. And uh, anybody who's got questions, hit us up. Tell the tell everybody to say what's up. I'm sharing the I'm sharing this with a bunch of people, so a bunch of people will be joining. Don't worry about it. Hell yeah! All right, hang up hang up on your end, so I don't mess up the line. Peace out, bro. All right, let's go. We get it. We're back on. Yeah, we're good. We're live. Nobody, nobody on Facebook wants to comment. They're just all oh, watching. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is booming right now. <laughs> yeah, there's only two people on Facebook. Everybody's over on Instagram, which is fine. Um, so what else, man? What, what, what brought you out here to Oklahoma? How about that one? Yeah, what are we doing here? Why are you here? Who are you? <laughs> we, we found you at the airport. We are ready to. <laughs> you can, you can say, you, you can, can say, say it. We'll, we'll announce it live here. You can yeah. go ahead. No, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> The reason is because it's like I told you before, you was already part of the family long time ago. You just didn't know it. Didn't yes, I say that yes to you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a what, like seven years ago? Yeah. Oh, my God. Seven uh, 2016. Wow. Yeah. So eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, God. Or six right. years. No, I can't do math. That's <laughs> six years. So the reason why I'm here beside come and see my two good friends is um to to welcome you guys to the Killer, American Killery Association. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm very, very happy. That's awesome. Because this is something that I really wanted you from you guys for a long time, but I, you know, things happen. Absolutely. But, I, but I'm happy that, that I'm here and I'm the, the little bridge in all, for you guys to come and be part of the, of the, of the family. And I couldn't choose any 
any other school like like your school to to be part of the association and and i'm i'm pretty sure uh israel is very happy uh ul is very happy and i'm super super happy and, and very proud to like welcome you to the family to the to the killer bee association oh well we're uh, we are we're super stoked, pumped man, man. We are. Is, that means a lot to us uh we've um we we've overcome a lot of obstacles and you know it's nice to get a we took a little break from being with anything and anybody and uh it's it's super it's a great moment to be able to share it with you yeah um and you you kind of my mentor in a sense because i've always come to you for some things here and there and uh, you've always been super supportive whether it's just yo hey what's up how's the family like things like that mean the world to me um and i would reach out to you me and danny i know danny had a lot to do with this so shout out to danny yeah absolutely um joel garcia if you're watching thank you brother um but yeah man uh i can't wait no when me and steve finally started like after we took our little break when we first started and um, we finally started talking about okay what are we gonna do for an association like i mean you guys were you just kept coming up it was like it was it was our first choice and i mean we're we're stoked i mean i know we've been playing it close to the chest with everybody but you guys just heard it we're here we're joining we're happy we're like i can't wait you know we got a lot of things planned and I'm stoked, man. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day. Um, those that don't know, uh, Professor Luis Martinez is going to be here tomorrow uh, teaching 12 to 3 p.m. Um, he will be available for privates as well. Um, you can hit us up anytime. Um, so, again, tomorrow, 12 to 3 at Cohesion BJJ um, out here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And you guys heard it live. Uh, we are officially American Killer Bees um, affiliated. So, hit us up. Um, if you got questions, hit us up. We're not going anywhere. We're not ending the live or anything like that. But um, we're uh, not. Uh, I don't know. Who, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. We got a lot of people that aren't. But we don't know. You got Chaos BJJ. Yeah, that's uh, one. Chaos BJJ is one of my one of my instructors in in Harlem. Very very talented instructor. Who's that? He's one of the instructors from Harlem. Oh, Chaos. Yeah. So you, you have, have right. You have uh, more than one location in. Yeah. So we have uh, my location, which is in in the borderline between Brooklyn and Queens. Then we have uh, Harlem Hive, which is run by Pablo and and Brian. I and, love Pablo, and, man. I miss and, I miss you, Pablo. And, and, if you're watching, I miss and you. Mario. And then we have another school in in um, in PA. It runs by uh, Matt Perez. Oh, okay. So I, is that this guy right here? Um, his name is. Paredes 029. I don't know who that is. Oh, Danny, Danny Paredes. I don't know who that Nobody is. Nobody knows. What's up? And then you got Raul B. Tell us who you are. Yeah, Raul is one of my students too. He's yep. uh, Arturito. Yep. We got a lot of yeah, students yeah. on here. And New York City lover. One. Where's all our students whoa, at? Whoa, whoa, whoa. New York City lovers. <laughs> I don't know who that is. New York City lover. Yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your secret admirer, Steve. I don't know. Or any nobody from Mark. Tony Fitz. Tony Fitz. We got D Leon. Eleven. Siruma. Or Siruma. Alex Brown MMA. Oh. Yes. Alex Brown is one of the pro guys that we have in um, in the school. Very very talented uh, MMA fighter. He's a pro fighter. Uh, and then Dahlia. That's the daughter. Yeah, that's my daughter. DJ Nada. DJ Nada two. I don't know. I can't click on uh, uh, Blue Sanchez. Oh, there you go, Blue. Yeah, he's one of the guys from from Harlem too. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, if you guys got questions, hit him up. All those, all those. Uh, Danny Paredes, yes, loving been part of AKB. Most of the people watching live are all killer bees. That's what's up. Um, all right. So, ooh, I got some. Yeah, it's that. I turned that AC back on. Yeah, so if you guys hear that humming, sorry, that's the AC. Um, we got to cool off Luis because he's getting too hot over there. Um, I'm freaking beat up. <laughs> you know what? And I shouldn't say this live, but who cares? He, he comes over to me and asks me how old Brown was. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. He's like 27. He's like, he's too strong. <laughs> so what did you, you think about Brown? No, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, right? Purple? Yeah. Keeping my blue belt? Nah. Don't nah, be saying it. Never. Never. Harlem Cook, Harlem Cook, Harlem Cook, you 
Worm. Oh shit, Worm. What's up, Worm? I love Worm. I love that dude. Listen. Aren't last, you on vacation, bro? Last week I was with them. I was with him and uh, some of my students, cause one of my students got married. Um, Walter, one of my black belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up going there. You know, oh my god. That's that's Jay. I was there with um, my roommate was one of my black belts, Benny, the yeah. big guy. Yes, was, sir. Um, what up, Worm? Ask Professor when he comes back to roll with me again. Chaos. He said, uh huh. Make sure there's no AC in the house. <laughs> no AC here. You can come roll anytime here. What's up, bro? Um, yeah, so my thing, my thing I wanted to ask you was what, as a jujitsu practitioner, what is something that you can tell somebody when they're like, yo, man, I'm just not understanding jujitsu or, you know what, I think I'm going to quit. This is getting a little bit too much for me. Um, somebody who's beating themselves down, like, yo, I just got choked out 15 times. I'm not understanding what I'm doing wrong. You know what? I'm going to hang up my belt. I think I'm going to quit. What do you, what are some words of advice that you can give some of these guys up and coming? It has to be patient, first of all. This is like, a, I tell my students this all the time. This is just like a job. You work 40 hours, you want to see your paycheck, should be paid 40 hours, right? Mm -hmm. But if you miss one day, your check is not going to be 40 hours. It's the same thing with jujitsu. The more you, the more hours you put into training, it does how much you're gonna get. Now, you are gonna encounter these uh, these students that they have some type of, uh, for whatever reason, they are more advanced, and and they're gonna tap you out back and forth. Mm -hmm. But this is the part that is gonna make you either they make you or it break you. Either you really want to do this or you just don't want to do this, because at the end of the day. Um, uh, you, you, I tell my student all the time this, look to your left, look to your right, that guy is not going to be there next year. I guarantee you, one of those two guys. This martial arts is not for everybody. It's not. It's not. But it's going to be painful. It's going to be a lot, a, a, a lot of uh, regrets, a lot of uh, uh, not understanding why I'm tapping out, not understanding why my thing is not working. You just got to be patient. Give time for your technique to actually grow in you. You know, give yourself time, you know, and listen, if one thing doesn't work, do something else. But it has to do be your instructors as well, motivating you and telling you that it's okay. It's okay for you to tap. It's okay for you to not feel that you're getting better. Right. You know, and I feel like it's our job so let her know, listen, take your time. Take your time. This is your, this, this, you're not the first person this is happening. You, this happens to everybody. Take your time and just allow jujitsu to work <coughs> on you. Let jujitsu work on you. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think that so many people get caught up in that, you know, like they instant gratification, instant, instant success with, you know, <coughs> with everything and, I just think that you know, with jujitsu, martial arts in general, but specifically jujitsu, I think it's this. That's just not going to happen. Right? You got to put that. You got to put the time in, and you gotta. You're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have good days. And as instructor, you can tell when when somebody's not growing. Yeah. Right. So it's our job to like maybe get close to a person. Listen, I see that you're having problems. Work with me. Or maybe that's my that might be my time for me just to take a little bit of training just with that with that specific student. So. As instructor, I have to make sure to see who's lacking where, yeah, and who's having problems where. If I don't pay attention to my student, I'm never going to know who's dealing with some type of problems. So it has to do with instructor too, to 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 be able to see who's struggling at that time, mm -hmm. and maybe that's going to be my time to come in. Yeah, or maybe I can choose one of my higher belts. He said, "Listen, let me tell you, uh, can you work out work out with that person? Can you train with that person?" So it's, it's, it's our job to as instructor to make sure uh, to see how they're doing, you know. But if we don't have, we don't pay attention to our students, like we really don't care, so, and we don't know who they are, we, they're gonna leave. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, 100%. So, my other question, oh, Joel Garcia says, what's up? Con- congratulations. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Joel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have some history, so he's that's a good human being right there. Those that don't know Joel, he's uh, another black belt under EKB, under Israel, um, Master Israel. Um, so, my qu- other question is, as a black belt to other black belts, what is advice that you can give to when teaching, uh, when starting a business, when starting an academy, or something along those lines? Because um, you know how hard is it, how hard it is. You, we, we are, um, no offense to you, Josh. Um, no, those that don't know, uh, Josh is my business partner here at the academy. Um, we, we pretty much, we, we're very transparent with each other. And it's, uh, it's one of those that you have to find that balance and find that person that is willing to either meet you halfway or more. Um, so my, as black belts, we are mentors, we are janitors, we are social counts, workers, social workers um, you, you name it, financial advisors, uh, you, whatever it is. So what is, what is it that you can adv- uh, give advice for other black belts that are up and coming brand new? So this, this was a problem that I had when I started about when I was a blue belt. I didn't have anybody telling me what to do, how to do it, how to do a warm-up. Yeah. You know? So it was very difficult for me to grow as an instructor and as a business owner, right? Uh, uh, your daughter says, what is, uh, those that don't know, uh, Dalia Martinez is Luis's daughter. Um, she says, what is your advice to students who feel discouraged in training in regard to promotion? She want another stripe? I don't know, bro. <laughs> she's your daughter. <laughs> Sounds like she's asking for a stripe. So that will be the second, my second answer. Let me go back to the. Yeah, yeah. Finish, finish that first. We'll, so we'll get to that in a minute, Dahlia. Yeah. So I feel, right, that right now, we are so the I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to talk about the association what we have American Killer Beast. We're in a pretty good place because now we can actually ask for help to people that have been there and now they're in another stage. When you do things by yourself and you don't have the people guiding you, telling you how to do it, it's pretty much you on your own and you're going to make mistakes. But if you have a pretty good people around you like a pretty good core a team that is going to help give you the help that you are asking it's going to be a little more easier that path right and 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 that's and that's one of the things that i can see right now and and by you guys coming in here and in some of the students that we have uh, sometimes they ask you how can i make this better so in my in 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 my case i'm i'm very lucky to have my 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 business partner which is one of my students that i just promote to blackberry his name is elkin he's the one that runs everything that has to do with the when it comes to the money the paying the bills and everything so so he's me yeah <laughs> so it's you know what it is? it's very difficult for for an instructor to be teaching dealing with instruction and try to do with oh. the bills oh absolutely and i'm just going to interrupt you for a second because that's that i've experienced that in terms of just my training you know since being an owner my training personally it has affected my personal training because you know i'm doing the business side of it so i can only imagine imagine if you're trying to instruct and do that at the same time you know it's tough it's tough which i'm okay with because i have a passion for watching other people you know grow and whatnot so the fact that mine's kind of put on the side for the time being <coughs> why we grow this and build this I, i'm perfectly okay with that but you know the burden of him not having to worry about it so that he can teach and do all that stuff out there um I, yeah i can't imagine not having somebody that does that and helps you because you know i know how much it is for me to to you know take away from my training just to focus on making sure everything's paid and running and all that stuff so basically if, if, if you you are an instructor and you're starting your own business my best advice is ask somebody that is has a business already and but ask somebody that that you feel that really can give you the help 
somebody that really can 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 you relate yeah and be confident of what they're telling you is true too at the same time because i'm not going to go and ask anybody else that i don't know if how he's doing right understand so that's why i feel comfortable you know be able to help other people listen i might not be the best when it comes to the business but you know what i know what's being down 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 and i know what is going trying to go up right you know and like we we were talking before man we were talking about ideas and yeah yeah when we were off air yeah you know and 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 things like that that's why i feel that it's very important to a school to belong to association yeah because now you ha you belong to a family and now you if you have a problem you feel that you need some type of help you can always reach out right Listen, yeah that hey, support system yeah exactly yeah exactly but if you by yourself you don't know what's going on how are you going to overcome those, those issues those problems yeah so, no i mean me and steve we've kind of for the mo for the majority of it we've been by ourselves I and mean, when we belong to another this another association for a while and we were with an association sort of kind of before that but there was that first one that we were with there was there was no support at all i mean we kind of told you off the air a little bit of what was going on with that and then the one that we were a part of before was a pretty big association but there wasn't a lot of support or anything you know what i mean so for the more majority of it's been just me and steven i mean i think it would there's probably things that and i think he would agree that if we had had a, a support system maybe we would have been able to do a little better and we talked to you about a few things you know earlier when we weren't on the air that um i think that we had we had you know been a part of the killer bees maybe we would have made better or different decisions that you know so i i, I wholeheartedly agree I, I i i see the benefit you know now that we've gone down the road of not having one for sure and just just the amount of support you've given us you know we haven't even officially until today really but just the amount of support that you've given us and whatnot in the little time that we've talked to you has been awesome so so, so what was um, that question uh this one will be quicker let me, and then i'll get back to dahlia uh this is from facebook uh this is from one of my students he is a um security officer that works at the schools as a like a resource officer and they're armed and um, i know firsthand some of the things that he has seen he's pulled off guns off kids um he's had to subdue um kids but he's actually going the uh, law enforcement route and if you could he has a question the question is um what do you think causes officers to stop training bjj or mma as a whole shortly after they start before you answer that what's up scott thornton when are you ever going to come by here oh scott's on yeah what's scott's up, scott? Scott come, is out, on. come out tomorrow and train with us yeah <clears throat> calling you out scott i haven't seen you in forever he used to train here he moved to another gym closer to his work so i feel people <clears throat> stop because of time okay and sometimes they feel comfortable or what they're doing at that time that they don't require for them to keep training. By time, do you mean like the, they just don't have the time or they perceive they don't have the time? Exactly. That's, a, that's exactly what it is. Because, uh, listen, I know officers that they have a, a, they work, they do overtime, and they take their time to at least train once a week. Okay. So time, you have, you have to make the time, first of all. Yeah. Okay. And for your own safety, for your own safety, how, you can, how can you do this type of job law enforcement if you don't have no training so you've been doing jiu-jitsu pretty much the whole time you've been an officer and um i guess my question is like are there situations i'm sure there are but are there situations throughout your career that had you been not doing bjj they might have turned out and you're in a pretty violent city major city they, they might have turned out different had you not trained bjj for as long as you have i i believe so yeah so this is what i was tell about when i'm teaching this is where we are right like a law enforcement and this is the community when you don't have no type of training and then you ended up meeting um a civilian that had done some boxing maybe some wrestling maybe some jujitsu you stay in this 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 is where you stay 
if you ended up encounter this person, you're gonna have to rely on using what your weapons. Right. Right. But what happened when you have some type of training, jujitsu, grappling, you work out, now you're up here. Whenever you encounter this civilian, right. you you I guarantee you that the chance of you reaching out for your weapons will be very low. Yeah, because you're very efficient with your skills. And you're more confident, right? Exactly. Like, exactly yeah that's always that's it's interesting you say that because that's one of the theories i've always had about the 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 kind of the issue that we've had more recently with you know the shooting of civilians by police officers is i just feel like sometimes it's just a lack of training that they just don't have the confidence to deal with the situation outside of pulling their weapon their weapon they know can handle the situation they don't know that they because they've never been in it they don't train they don't you know what i mean like they don't they're not on the mats they're not training so they don't know that they can, you know, encounter that person. They don't have that confidence that they can, you know, deal with that situation in another way other than because the the, the weapon is an is a known, right? Like we know, you know, that it can end the situation, right? So I've always kind of had that theory that that's part of the issue with it. Yeah. All right. So the other question, um, would you like her to specify that question? No, no, say it again, read it again. So her question was, what is your advice on students who feel discouraged in training in regard to promotion? First of all, I, I, I believe it's like doing jujitsu is like, um, like a marriage. You have to be in love. And it's the same way. Sometimes, for whatever reason, we stop loving what we do. And, and, and I listen, if people are doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just to get promoted, just to get a stripe, or just to get a belt, they're doing this for the wrong reasons, first of all. You have to really, really love and just wait for your turn. The, the, best, the best judge is going to be your instructor. He knows when you are ready. He knows, listen, just because somebody's getting promoted doesn't mean that he's not looking at what that person is, 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 is been mm -hmm. doing. Yep. Right? You have to put time. I tell my student all the time, listen, this is just like a job. She said, if they feel as if they are, well, I'm sorry, I, I can't read it today. If they feel as though they are being overlooked. Just because they're not getting the promotion at a, a specific time that doesn't mean they're getting overlooked. I think she's asking, though, how do you, like, deal with that person on an individual level in terms of, like, keeping them engaged instead of, you know, like, them quitting because they feel like they're being overlooked? I mean, I might be wrong. Is that, that – I don't know if she heard me, but if that is that kind of where you're going with that? Like, how do you keep that person from – being feeling like they might want to quit because they're being overlooked, feel like they're being overlooked. If she responds, she probably can't hear because of that rocket next to you. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I, I, we need to buy a better AC. That thing is. But it does a good job, though. It's huh? Loud as hell. Yeah, it, there's ones that are way quieter than they're like 40 decibels. That thing's like 80 decibels. It's ridiculous. Is it Dahlia or Daila? Daila. Dyla. So Dyla. Oh. Yes. Can you ask again? Um if they feel as if they're being overlooked. Um say what you said again. So what I was saying is that are you asking from the perspective of like how do you keep that person engaged and keep them from quitting Ooh, because no. they feel like they're overlooked? There you go. That's a that's an even better option. Just bring her on live. I got you, girl. Technology. Oh. We're getting we're getting better at these lives, you know but what it's it still is? tough. I, I feel that you have to keep building. She's coming. We got uh, William Schultz on. We got uh, oh, I can't read that. I don't speak that. Maybe Steve, maybe you can translate that on uh, Facebook. You got Facebook up? I think it says hello to Professor Luis. Hold on, we, got, we got his daughter Dalia live. So go ahead, girl. Talk to us. Hello. 
you like me to answer that? As yeah, a black you, belt, yeah, or you, you like No, you answer that. Okay, so I'm gonna answer it because your father had told me that. So answer it. So um, let me put this down. So me as a as an instructor, um, if somebody is saying that around the gym, um, nobody knows that unless they are in that level or in that capacity of the instructor or the one that teaches you on a day-to-day basis, right? So yeah. if some blue belt or some purple belt is like, yo, you should get your, you should get your blue belt. They don't really know enough to, and not to take away from anybody who's a lower belt, but they don't know what you have been working on. They don't know what I've been teaching. They don't know what me as the instructor is looking for. Um, like me and him, we can have two different sets of standards, right? My standards may be here, and his standards may be like, like crazy, right? So it, it just depends on what your instructor or your father or whoever the case may be has as their standards. But if you, me personally, when I hear that around the gym, because I do and people don't think I hear it, but like I said, either we're parents, we're husbands, we're wives, whatever the case may be, we're, we've been doing this for a hot minute. And if somebody is telling you that, you should always listen to your main instructor. Your main instructor, whether you think they are overlooking you or maybe you're like, man, I've been doing this longer than this guy. He got promoted. That happens all the time. And it could be, listen, maybe he got a gold medal and you didn't. It could be, hey, that person did 17 more hours than you. You know, or hey, that guy, he comes in and he cleans the mats. What do you do for the academy? And it, it, it doesn't have to be about jujitsu. It could be, what are you doing for the academy? To me, if somebody comes in and cleans my mats, that means a lot to me because there's not a lot of people that do that or have that mentality to be like, you know what? Maybe I can make my instructor's life a little bit easier because your dad's an instructor. He's been a black belt for a hot minute. I know it's hard to deal with him, I, especially after he's been doing it long on the mats. And then you're like, dad, I need this or whatever the case may be. And you're like, Hello. Um, so I get it. You know, as a father, I've done it. I've dealt with it. But if somebody lightens the load that much, it means so much. It's a lot of weight off of his shoulders. Um, if you have anything to add to that, no, he said no. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I met you before, though. I definitely met you before. Yes. So um, it's good to see you. Um, it's good to be part of the family officially, officially. Yes. And uh, I'll definitely be visiting. Uh, the, the BK it's not the boogie down but I'll let it slide um, but um, I'll, I'll be there to visit I hope to answer your question if you have more questions alright cool girl well it was a pleasure to meet you you can hang up on your end whenever thank you yes ma'am alright so uh, so I, I got what she's saying um, so those that are watching um <coughs> She was pretty much asking hello to El Professor from DR, Yancel Burgos. That's from, uh, I'll type in. Yancel, we miss hello you. Come back. Luis. Actually, you can say hi right there. Yeah, he's on the Facebook one, right? Um, so again, um, her question was, <coughs> those... Oh, Another question. How do you know you're ready to open your own gym? Oh man, that's a good one, Ooh, bro. I like that's that question. One. Who asked that? Uh, I like that. Chaos, you are ready. I told you ready. I mean, let's do it. how about? Hey, he said, "Let's do it." You already ready? He said. Go ahead, I mean, say it again, sir. If you have a passion for it, I think you're. I mean, you said you opened your. I need to hear you. Oh, do it. You're ready. You're ready. I think uh, for me, I think, I mean, you said you were a blue belt when you opened, you know, I think, I think if you have a passion for it, you'll find a way to, you know what I mean? Like make it work if you have a passion for, I mean, I'm fortunate enough. I mean, I've had a passion for owning gyms and uh, owning gyms and being a part of jujitsu and whatnot. And I'm fortunate enough to have Steve as my business partner to do this. But um, I think, uh, I mean, I probably would have done it by myself even if I you know what I mean like I probably would have been like you or I would have found somebody that could help me along you know I did I found Steve but even if I didn't find Steve it would be someone else right 
So I think if you have, my thing is if you have a passion for it, you should do it. Do it. Do yeah. It. Yeah. So my 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 thing on it is, listen, just like they said, if you have the passion, do it. If you have, if there's a what is it? The, if you have a will, there's a way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why let an opportunity pass? Um, so, yeah, man. If you if you feel the need to want to teach to want to be an influence in the community do it man um from worm worm 23 mr j my question is are you ready to endure this man for the next few days it's exhausting nah he don't bother me bro the heat is more exhausting out here <laughs> what are you talking when about when we're done we can just send them back to you guys in new york so Hey, it's like somebody else's kid. We just sent him right back. <laughs> <laughs> like being grandparents. Just send them home. Put it, give them a full bunch of sugar and send them home. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, if you guys don't have any questions, uh, what, what, what are we on right now? We're right about an hour. So okay. That's about where we usually wrap it up unless people got more questions. So. If you got more questions, you got like about 30 seconds to ask questions so we can uh, wrap this up. Again, uh, tomorrow, 12 to 3 p.m., Saturday, August 13th. He'll be teaching us some good stuff. Uh, he'll be live teaching a seminar. Um, we'll go live for some of you, but we can't teach the secret sauce. We can't let it go. Oh, Worm got a question. Otrama. Let's see what he got. What you got? What you got, Worm? How does it feel to be officially part of the family? Um, so, me... Me as uh, as a black belt, um, there's a there's a few parts. Um, as a black belt, being part of a an association that will be able to provide help when I need it, um, structure, um, and no drama, no politics, which is you know one of the main things that is it's, it's really hard when it comes to like dealing with belt ranking system and standards and different stuff. So it's nice to not have to worry about that stuff. So if I pick up the phone, is Luis or is uh, Master Israel going to pick up or is one of the guys that I need to reach out, will they pick up? I know they'll pick up. Um, so that, that, to me means, that to me means the world is being able to pick up the phone and have somebody on the other end instead of being like, yo, call me tomorrow. Damn, bro, I need your help right now. And I know that Luis would never turn never turn me down on a phone call or a text message or whatever um which is great and uh we've done we've done business together we've done seminars we've done i mean it's just great so uh professor do you think i'm ready to compete or should i get my cardio better before i compete uh i'll get to you in a minute that'll be your professor's question um so i'm very happy it it's very motivating um what about you josh um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the association for me, obviously it's more business side and, um, you know, because I mean, you're obviously the black belt that, you know, is in terms of the mats and all that. And that's, you know, but I mean, from the business side, having just having people with experience that, you know, I mean, you've been, you ran a gym for quite a while now. And I mean, Israel, like we talked about off the air earlier, he's come up and knows how, what it's like to have nothing and be there and i mean so from a business standpoint i'm super excited to have these resources there and be able to reach out when we have questions like we had earlier about some stuff that we talked about um and it was a really good conversation that we had and um yeah i mean and then the mats i mean i'm super excited for us to have the support there and for you to have the additional things that you know we need and to help us grow and um yeah worm what's up what up baby Oh, All right, what else? You got to hit us with one last question. Come on. One Started jujitsu. How much did you weigh? Because I know your story, front and back. Oh, 
at around numbers, estimate-wise, when you started? Nice man, that's awesome. And and what do you what do you think helped you achieve that? Was it jujitsu? Was it the family environment at Fiveboro, or was it just a culmination of everything? Cruise control, that's it, it's easy. Appreciate it more. You appreciate it more. Or, 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 how about this? Because I, I was there before. How about this? When they, when they're in their little group or they're talking and they're like, "Yo, yesterday when I was rolling with Luis, yo, I almost caught this." Or, "Hey, I was rolling with this cat," and you're like, "Damn, bro, I missed that." I bet I'll be there next week. <laughs> Well, now after that vacation, you, you need to be back in the, in the academy, right? Well, I'll give you guys a quick, quick brief history real quick. When I met Worm, um, you were, you, you were on, on your way of losing weight and all that good stuff. Um, me and you clicked, well, passion of music. Uh, we, we, we shared some, some likes on art and stuff like that, which was really nice. Talking about bachata. Um, different stuff like I never forget our conversations that to me those things mean the world because you didn't know me you ne you met me at a seminar but to me if I left that influence on you that you were able to reach out to me and say hey what's up coach or hey what's up professor like that means a lot so um, coming back to the family there goes Paul B judo oh yeah hey. <laughs> oh I remember him I remember him <laughs> all right yo it was good talking to you brother we'll catch you later homie later brother all right guys it's time to wrap it up yeah we got again those that have been tuning in late uh, we have uh, Luis Martinez out of Brooklyn New York 
Uh, law enforcement officer for how many years? 17, 18. Seven, 18. Good God, bro. Get a job, bro. Well, well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you coming out here. We appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, those that tuned in, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys. Share it. Um, uh, look us up on Apple and Spotify. And where else? Uh, yeah, we're on Spotify, Audible, uh, Apple Podcast. Um, there's a few other ones. We're just all the major ones and a few of the other smaller ones we're on as well. Lifting Others Podcast. Check it out. Yeah. Share it. Tell your friends about it. Um, again, thank you guys so much. Um, shout Welcome out to, to the family. Oh, thank, thank, you, thank you very thank much. You, thank you Super very happy much, to be um, Shout out to... Professor Israel Gomez. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out to American Killer Bees, the master Israel Gomez. Yep. Um, shout out to Joel Garcia. Yeah, shout out to me. Luis Martinez, Josh. Um, sponsors, Break New Ground, Monkey Tape, uh, Ante Suave. Um, I know I'm missing so many more. Oh, uh. Choke Labs. And who's your sponsor, sir? Show you, bro. Yep. So shout out to them. And Redcon One. Redcon One. And there's so many more. You guys know who you are. Thank you guys so much. And we're out. Yeah, we're out. Good night, guys.